Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. My name is Ryan Becker. I'm your host. Just a quick disclaimer as we jump in, we're recording in the Collegedale Church in Collegedale, Tennessee, and they're doing some renovations and construction here. So you might hear some weird noises in the background, or maybe not. Uh, maybe we're the only ones that can hear them. But either way, we're just going to ask that you bear with us as we uh, as we have these conversations. It's just a part of life. Uh, today, I'm joined by two awesome guests. Uh, one is a former student of mine. The other is a friend of mine from college. Uh, so really excited to have both of you on. I think you guys are both great individuals and great people. I don't know that I've actually ever told you that, but I really do have a lot of respect for you. Uh, so really glad that you're here. So uh, Isa, you're my former student. So I've known you for like, I don't know, five years now almost. So this is really cool to have you here. But uh, why don't you tell our listeners just a bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Isa Tavares. I am a communication studies major here at Southern and I am Brazilian. That's usually the first thing people know about me. <laughs> Fair Ooh. enough. Um, all right. And Chris, what about you? Uh, my name is Chris Ove, and I am the associate pastor at Chattanooga First Seventh-day Adventist Church, and my favorite musical artist is Ben Rector. Really? Yeah. That is good taste. Yeah. That is He's very a great good performer. Taste. He oh, is that, amazing. Okay, anyways. No, yeah, that's, uh, I, I am really upset that I've missed all of his live shows whenever they've been in town. Uh, my my favorite live artist is Johnny Swim. Actually, Johnny Swim oh, really? is incredible. Great music. Uh, I yeah, feel I like when I'm whenever I'm at one of their concerts, uh, it feels like they've invited me into like their living room. That's cool. Uh, it is so cool. I'm in the room with like 200 people, and I feel like we're in a living room. I don't get it. I don't know how they do it, but it's incredible. <laughs> and some of their lyrics uh, are the absolute best yeah. lyrics I've heard. So I, I uh, from a Christian perspective uh, and from kind of a neutral perspective as well, I just think they're great. Um, so now that we've done, we're done fawning over Ben Rector and Johnny Swim. Uh, let's talk today. Uh, actually, music is actually one of these, falls under this topic yeah. in, in many ways. Uh, today we're talking about addiction. And uh, I always give this disclaimer as we talk about things that people are personally wrestling with. Uh, to our listeners, we want you to know that uh, you are loved, you are valued, and we are not calling you out and telling you there's anything wrong with you specifically, uh, that you're a terrible person because you've fallen into an addiction or anything like that. Uh, whatever you're wrestling with, we want you to know there is help uh, available to you. So uh, as we talk about this, uh, we're talking about how we deal with addiction, how we wrestle with addiction. Um, and Let's start on kind of the with an easy question. Let's ease into this one, right? Let's get That's into good. the pool through the stairs instead of jumping <laughs> into the deep end. Um, what are some addictions that, but what are common addictions and then what are some uncommon addictions, things that people don't really uh, think about being something that they're actually addicted to? Hmm. Um, I think if we think of the common ones, the big giants that we're facing today, we think of, of course, the four letter word porn. Yeah. And then we also think of, other things such as um, materialism and, I mean, all the serious ones like murder, you know, mm -hmm. thievery. Um, I think more of the subtle ones that we have to face is pride. I think a big addiction that people have is blaspheming God's name, especially Christians, like because we represent a certain standard. Um yeah, there's so many. You just, that that's a that's a big. Yeah. No, it is like, and and that's um, 
right? It's almost like anything in excess could be an addiction yeah. to some extent. But uh, yeah, okay. So that's a, that's a good list to start us off. Uh, Issa, what about you? Anything to add there? Um, whenever we hear addiction, I think everyone just thinks like drugs. Yeah, and or drugs. The yeah. big stuff like that. And as much as that's incredibly hard to deal with, I can't even imagine how difficult it is. Um, we We forget that the most common addictions are the ones that we accept the most. For mm. example, wow. um, definitely do not want to kind of just like lump all the young people in one um, box. And you can say lump that, me in one box. All right. Okay. Let's pretend I'm the young people. But <laughs> talking from my own experience, I struggle with social media addiction. And it's, um, I have written about social media. My field involves a lot of social media mm -hmm. work. I'm a social media manager for like at least two different entities here on campus. And, um, I have explored the good side of it and kind of swept under the rug the bad side of it. Um, but I have watched this video and it started making, started to make me think about the things that I may be ignoring just because they're not convenient for me. And I think that's the case for most addictions. We ignore the bad side of it just because it's inconvenient. True. Yeah. Um, but. I do think we as a whole need to pay attention more to the subtle things because I believe that addiction to anything is detrimental because the Bible talks about how balance is what we should always be striving for. So if you think about it, even being addicted to church or reading yeah. Ellen White can be something that's not going to be yeah. beneficial to someone. No, I I think that's uh, that's incredibly valid, and uh, social media is a big one. Uh, sorry, I wasn't listening to the rest of what you said because I was checking my Twitter. No, um, <laughs> uh, I I I think that um, yeah, anything too much in ex anything in excess is an addiction. But I think uh, the other half of it is uh, we don't like um, social media is really hard, right? Because it is a great way to stay connected to people, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and so it is hard to. Uh, decide like where's the line? How do I know if I'm addicted? So I think that's the next logical place to go. Uh, what is the line? How do I? How can I start telling like if I want to look at my own actions and behaviors? Uh, how uh, how do I know what's the, how do I know if I'm addicted to something? What are some principles? Or maybe you can talk about specifics like how do I know I'm addicted to porn? Or how do I know I'm addicted to social media? What are what are the signs that we should be looking for? Uh, if you can't stay away from it for once. Sometimes I try to like put my phone away maybe for like two hours and just like be in the moment. And I think we need to get to a point where you can go without it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that's a big one. Actually, I think uh, there, there's a phenomenon that started happening in the comic world, stand-up comedy, uh, where uh, people started, comedians started taking phones at the door because... People were just on their phones the whole time, texting, answering phone calls, whatever. It was disrupting things. Well, they realized that that wasn't going to work, uh, mainly because people couldn't stand to be away from their phones. Hmm. So what they actually found was a company created, um, you know, the, you know, the like clothes tags that you can have, on, like at a, at a retail store, the ones that like shoot ink or whatever into a shirt if you've stolen it, mm -hmm. uh, that they have to be removed by the cashier. Okay. So those magnetic tags, a company developed a bag that you put your cell phone in and then it locks. And you put a, um, and then you, you have the thing that un the unlock mechanism stays with, you know, person in authority. So if it's a classroom, it stays with a teacher or it's by the door, right? It's something you can put into a, a counter. 
Um, and what comedians have started doing, and I'm talking like big name comedians. Or I'm not talking, this isn't Adventist schools, this is Adventist churches, this is like Joe Rogan, right, well. that has done this. Um, they actually have adopted those bags, and everyone who walks in, you put your phone in the bag, it's a, it's a single little, you know, bag, and the person keeps their phone on them, but they just can't use it. Mm-hmm. And if they want to use it, they can leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because the only way to get that phone out of the bag is by... Um, walking out the door. And mm-hmm. that has been one of the ways because they've realized that people can't be away from their phones. But if they can have them on them in a way that still makes them, you know, if they can feel it still, they're still, something is happening in their brain where the, the addiction is still satisfied, but it doesn't disrupt the comic. Um, it's a really weird phenomena. Uh, but it is, it's crazy to me to see because growing up Adventist, teachers always took our phones or told yeah. us we couldn't use our phones. Uh, my phone's in my lap right now. You two are better than me, uh, cause your <laughs> phones are like way offset right now. But, um, it, you know, it is, that's an interesting one. They can't stay away from it. You can't, you know, you can't be without it. Uh, or even, I think another sign of it is feeling the vibrations, Ooh. uh, in your leg. Uh, and now starting, I have an Apple Watch, which was the biggest mistake ever, because now I'm feeling those vibrations in my wrist. <laughs> uh, I check my wrist for text, and I don't even, I'm not even wearing the watch. Um, it's ridiculous. But yes, it, I think that's a sign as well. Uh, Chris, anything to add here? Um, I think it's really difficult, especially for those who are in addiction, to know that you're addicted. Yeah. I mean, uh, C.S. Lewis talks about this phenomena, that you can't really understand that you're bad unless you first see what good is and it's the same for addiction you can't understand what being non-addicted is like until you see a representation of it and it's one of those things that like uh because i've like i said in the last um podcast we had i've had a whole string of addictions i i'd say right now probably one of my biggest ones is of course social media and clash royale um (laughs) I feel gotta, you. Got to throw that in there. Yeah, no, I feel uh, you. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you have to taste what it's like. Like what you have to have a glimpse of what the outside looks like. You have to have a glimpse of the hope that there yeah. is this this prospect that you can let go of your phone. You can stop lifting it up to play Clash every hour, an hour, maybe 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, Chris is talking to himself this episode. Yes, I so, am. <laughs> uh, Was that mere no. Christianity? Yeah, that was mere Christianity. I'm actually reading that right now. Bro, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. It's super good. Um, I think um, another way that we can identify if we're addicted to something, uh, A, it takes an immense amount of self-reflection, right, and awareness, but um, to see how it's affecting our other behaviors or things we need to get done, if um, or even our friendships. If I'm out at lunch or dinner with a friend and can't put my phone away, that might be a sign, right? Uh, even more so if I would rather, um, I know we would always rather do something fun than do homework or get work done. Uh, but if I stay on a video game or watching Netflix, uh, for so long that, um, uh, that I am putting off work and not getting things done, my grades are dropping, things like that. My work performance has gone down. Uh, those are signs that I'm addicted to this. I think another thing we're addicted to is, uh, and this is this is new, and it is be- driven by social media. But it's a it's the reason people have a hard time reading long form text now. Uh, is we're addicted to uh, new information coming every few seconds. Um, it's why if you're watching a movie, you get deeply unsettled if one shot takes more than three seconds. If there's one long scene in a movie, it makes you really uncomfortable, and people can't explain it. And that's because most movies, uh, the maximum amount of time before a scene cuts is that's three true. seconds. 
Every three seconds, you're seeing something new, and your brain gets addicted to uh, that that cycle. And so then reading one article for a long time. Or a documentary. Yeah, or, or watching a documentary, things like that. That gets really, really difficult. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not trying to make this all about social media. I think that is, and phones, it is one of the easiest uh, kind of things that we can talk about here, though it is, and it's one of the most difficult things. Um, I think another addiction that you can have is an addiction to being right all the time, Ooh. which for Adventists Ooh. is the worst kind of drug because we got the truth. Ooh. So, uh, but it is, uh, absolutely addicted to, uh, being right. Um, you can be, um, addicted to caffeine. I think for me, uh, I'm someone who loved drinking energy drinks growing up and I still love the taste of an energy drink. Um, but I've heard people who, you know, and everyone tells me like, how dare you, you should drink coffee instead. And then those same people will be like, yeah, but I'm a monster before I've had my morning coffee, right? Like I, you don't want to talk to me before I've had my morning coffee. I'm a terrible human being when I'm, when I'm without coffee. And I've thought, yeah, that's called withdrawal. That's what that's <laughs> called. That, that, that is uh withdrawal manifesting itself because you have a headache because you're more tired and sleepy than normal because your body was expecting something that it didn't get. Um, and so it's made you antsy. It's made you irritable. Uh, same as like as a cigarette withdrawal and nicotine withdrawal. So, um, yeah, I think that's another one as well. So if we've identified a addiction or someone has called us out on an addiction, uh, what do we do? What do you, what, what do you tell someone who's in that place of, okay, what do I do first to tackle this addiction? I think to start with, depending on how much you like the addiction, cause I mean, we kind of, the longer we're in it, the more we tend to like it and get comfortable with it. And so when somebody, per se, calls you out or tells you what's going on, then your first instinct, at least my first instinct, is to kind of combat that a little bit and kind of try to justify Mm -hmm. why I'm, you know, in this, what I'm in. And, but after that, then... If you're an, an open and receptive person, then you just begin to think like, hey, like maybe they're right. Maybe there is a way to to stop looking at those pictures or to stop picking up my phone every mm. every hour. Maybe I need one of those bags from. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. Um, it, yeah, I've thought about it too. I've even thought that our Adventist schools should use them. True. Um, I, I actually uh, the most re uh, the most respectful high school I've ever spoken at was one where students weren't allowed to keep their, their phones on them during the school day. Like they weren't even allowed to have them there. Whoa. Um, that was a, that was the most respectful school I ever spoke to anywhere else where kids can have their phones in their pockets or with them. Uh, like, and I'm not, correlation is not always causation. Let me be clear about that. Uh, it's just something I've noticed. Um, take that for what it's worth. Um, but it, it, that, that is very valid. I think for me, uh, when I think about asking the question, uh, how do I deal with addiction? I think the first thing I ask is, why am I addicted to it? Mm. Uh, and and what in my life drove me to this? Uh, is it because I'm not getting enough in-person communication and, and, and friendship that I'm addicted to the online version of it? Uh, is it uh, because, you know, am I doing these things because I didn't get enough love from my parents or uh, from my significant other or whatever it is, or in my friendships? Am I doing this for whatever, or is, am I doing this because of shame from a different mistake? And yeah. this is, and I'm replacing it and I'm trying to medicate one with the other, Escapism, right? There. Yeah. So what are the circumstances that have caused me to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that question, honestly, um, I'm a huge advocate for counseling uh, and counselors can be the best way because they went to school for it. <laughs> uh, they uh, They can help you identify 
um, those underlying reasons why you're going to this and help you or equip you with the tools to do it. Uh, Issa, anything to add here? Yeah. Um, one question that I like to ask myself when I'm um, starting to realize I may like something a little too much or be a little addicted to it is um, if for any reason I got the feeling that Jesus is asking me to drop it, would I be able to? Mm. Yeah. And Oof. then, yeah, <laughs> it is. All yeah. right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, no, and that was um, great. after that, that point of acceptance, I think that the biggest mistake people make when trying to get rid of an, addi- an addiction is trying to rule it out right away because mm. you're, you're accustomed to that intake and you're just, your body's used to it. Um, whether it be cigarettes or, um, drugs or anything that's not physical, even, um, you're going to be experiencing that withdrawal and it's not going to be a lasting change if you expect the results to be immediate. So I think my biggest advice, anyone trying to um, stop doing something that's causing them problems is definitely to be realistic about the whole process. You know, Um, don't just try to stop right away because you're going to, you're probably going to fail. And then the more you fail, the less you're going to believe in your own capacity to, to get rid of that addiction. I think you you can um, trust the process and little by little yeah. get rid of it in increments. I think I, I think you're touching on something really important and, and incredibly valuable, uh, which is, uh, you know, while you will fail if you think you can do it all in one go, I think the other half of that is uh, fail or relapsing does not mean there's no progress. That's true. Um, this is very much a journey and you can trip and you can stumble. And so one of the things that I try to do, uh, I'm someone who has wrestled with pornography. Um, and one of the things that I try to do is uh, identify even just the times of day or the circumstances, the emotions that I feel when I start to feel tempted to go back to pornography, right? Um, understanding those and then coming up with a different action or activity to do uh, in those times, right? So if I know it always happens late at night when I'm in bed, okay, then I need to change uh, how long, you know, if I, uh, when I go to bed, I need to change why I'm in bed, right? They they say the only reason you should be in bed is to sleep, period. <laughs> uh, you know, so you, uh, maybe I need to not spend so much time in bed binge watching Netflix or whatever. Uh, and even binging Netflix is a thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think, uh, identifying the circumstance, the specific, actionable, concrete, physical, I'm trying to come up with all like the literal <laughs> words I can think of for circumstances that, that are present and things that happen that drive you into uh, taking that action, I think is a really good way to start battling addiction. Um, so we're, we're, I can't believe that <laughs> time has already uh, kind of flown by here. Uh, any final thoughts from you two on addiction or any final encouragements that you want to leave with our listeners? Um, I would just say that there is light at the end of the tunnel for Mm. anyone listening. I mean, it's one of those things like when you start the process of working your way out and when you start examining certain portions of your life, it seems like it's never ending. But, I mean, this is coming from a pastor, but all things are possible to them who believe, you know. And God is the one who is the starter and he's the finisher of your faith. So stay true to him because, like, yeah, th- there's, a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And don't focus as much on yourself 
Because that's what I get tied up in when I'm trying to overcome mm. is that I think, oh, Chris, what'd you do that for? Like, yeah. Why, yeah. Like, why did you go to that side or why did you do this or why did you, um, you know, play that, play that game? But focus more on Christ. And then also, like, like you guys were saying, reach out to people, find people that you can trust with this yeah. information and absolutely pray through it. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you? Yes, I can't believe we didn't mention it before. I guess because it's such a constant for us as Adventists and Christians that sometimes we forget about it, but pray about yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Pray about it because um, sometimes we fail at things because we think we got to fathom the whole strength on our own when that's just, just not the case. Jesus is there for you, and if you ask for the strength to get rid of something, he's definitely going to give it to you. Yeah. Um. So, well, Isa and Chris, thank you guys so much for... Uh, for your insights today. This has been a great conversation. And to our listeners, there are two very specific things I want to leave you with today. Uh, the first of which is this. The best thing you can do for your friends and your family is to take care of yourself. Um, and that may mean that you need to get help. And so if you need to get counseling, if you need to get therapy, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it doesn't mean that there's something extra wrong with you. Uh, I almost am a firm believer that everyone should have a counselor. But um, you know, imagine having someone whose entire purpose in uh, their entire purpose in your life is just to help you figure it out. Um, that's their entire purpose. Uh, sometimes we lean too much on the people in our lives that are not properly equipped to help us. And so while we can lean on friends and family, uh, that is not the final solution. And even a therapy and counseling is not the final solution. Ultimately, as, as Isa has just mentioned, uh, prayer, going to God and allowing him to transform you and, and change you is, uh, is what is ultimately going to give us victory. And going, and all of the tools that we've mentioned, all the questions that we ask are just ways to help us along, uh, along in that journey. Um, the second thing that I want to leave you with is I want you to know that you are more than your addiction. <laughs> Uh, you are, uh, you are loved, you are cared for, um, and no matter what, um, this, this does not have to be the end for you and you do not have to live this way forever. Um, and so I just encourage you to, to, uh, speak to this addiction, um, speak it out loud to someone, reach out and get help. We were not meant to do anything alone. So why should we try to fight our addictions alone? Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, for being a part of this conversation with us. We hope this has encouraged you and edified you uh, and built you up in any way possible. Thank you to Southern for hosting us and allowing us to record uh, on their campus. And if you want to engage with any other of the awesome content that's coming out of Project Refresh, like The Loop, which is an adulting vlog series, or uh, As I Am, which highlights personal testimonies and stories, or even our blog, uh, you can head over to theprojectrefresh.org and you can engage with all of that awesome content as well. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.